Oh, good morning and welcome to this latest revival podcast from Holy Trinity. And over these days in the run-up to Pentecost, we're thinking about how God has broken out in revival in the past so that we might be provoked and inspired to seek him for revival in the present, to do it again today. It was the amazing singer-songwriter Adele who wrote a beautiful song called Set Fire to the Rain. And in a sense, that's what revival does. It sets fire to everything around it, even the rain. It's consumed with the presence and the power of God. And we're going to be thinking about today a relatively unknown revival, the Mukti revival of 1905 in India. There was one of a chain of revivals that happened across the globe at the turn of the century. It's almost as if in preparation for two world wars and the trauma of the 20th century, God acted in advance to pour out his spirit in multiple locations, bringing revival to prepare for the trauma ahead. And the one that happened in Mukti in 1905 was an amazing revival. It was the most unlikely of places through the most unlikely of people. It's centred on a single uh, Christian leader, Pandita Ramabai, who was born to the Brahmin caste, uh, the highest caste in India, and as a young woman was a brilliant scholar. She's the first female to be awarded the title Pandita, which is the equivalent of almost professor in the Hindu language. Because of her proficiency in the Hindu scriptures, the Bhagavad Gita, and also in the language of Sanskrit. And she, as a young woman, had the privilege of coming over to England to, for, to engage in further study and to teach Sanskrit. And while she was here, she became a Christian through the witness of Christians in this land. And as she became a Christian, she realized that this is what India needed. It, it spoke of a Jesus who loved irregardless of caste and gender. And it, it, it just set a fire within her heart to bring about that message of hope to her homeland, and especially to those who were destitute and had been rejected by society. So at the age of 29, she came back to India and bought a farm about 100 miles east of Mumbai, and she called it Mukti, which means salvation. And there she started to gather those uh, who'd been outcast from society, especially those who were female and underprivileged as a result orphans and widows all gathered to that place and she upskilled them in business skills to give them a living and she told them about Jesus and brought them to Christ. And that work rapidly grew and she oversaw the most amazing mark of, uh, so most amazing work of God. But during that time she still had it in her heart that she longed to see God move across the entire country and in 1904, she heard of revivals that had broken out in Wales and a knock-on revival that had broken out in Australia. And she sent her daughter and a friend to them to find out how this had happened and what they had to do so that it could happen in India. And her daughter and friend came back and reported that it came through prayer and a personal pouring out of life. And immediately, uh, Ramabite started a early morning daily prayer meeting at seven o'clock every morning and initially she gathered uh, just a handful of women but it's, it grew to over 500 women every single day calling on Jesus to visit India in power 
And six months later, it happened. Revival started. And it was an amazing thing. On the 25th of June, at 3.30 in the morning, one of the dormitories in Mukti, a supervisor was woken up by one of the girls saying that a girl in the dormitory was on fire and that they needed to put her out. And so the supervisor ran to see where this girl was and saw this girl indeed on fire. And she ran across the room to get a pail of water. And as she was just about to pour it on all over this poor girl, she realized this girl wasn't literally on fire, that this was the fire of the Holy Spirit that had fallen upon her, the same fire that was manifest in Acts 2. And revival had started. She ran to tell the other supervisors and overseers and as they came back to the dormitory, they found the entire dormitory on their knees, crying out to God, confessing their sins, receiving Jesus and coming to know him for the first time. The very next day, Ramabai tried to teach uh, all the girls uh, like usual, and she couldn't. She just found that all the girls were groaning out in prayer for the country. They, they were groaning out in tears and they, they were shouting praise to Jesus and they were overcome by the work of the spirit and she realized she had to do something that life couldn't go on like normal right revival had happened and she started sending out these girls in bands of a hundred across the countryside in the nearby region and as these young girls went out they brought revival wherever they went it came with manifestations it came with the outbreak of prophecy and healing and deliverance and an unknown language that they later found out was a gift of tongues and it came with salvation thousands coming to Christ and revival lasted for over three years. They had wave after wave of revival and it affected other revivals uh, were birthed out of it across India and even across the globe in as far reaching places as Chile and South America. Revivals occurred because of what happened in Mukti. An amazing and remarkable time. And looking at that revival it really encourages me because there's so much about it that we can learn from. Firstly, I'm really encouraged that the news of revival in other places is what sparked revival in Mukti. And that as we're listening and hearing about these stories of revival in the past, how God has done it, it should do the same. It should spark a desire, a yearning, a seeking for revival that God answers. He does it again as we are provoked by revivals in other places and times. Secondly, that this revival was led by a female leader and was spread by young girls who had been rejected by society, the destitute being gathered to Mukti. And that was in a time and situation where such figures had been very much rejected from any form of Christian leadership, let alone revival. And it just says to me that God is no respecter of opinion when it comes to revival, that he'll use anyone and everyone who seeks him for it, who's willing to be used in it. And I think he especially loves using those whom society has written off because it shows everyone his glory and what he's about. And then thirdly, I'm really provoked that it came to my ancestral homeland, India, that had been steeped in thousands of years of idolatry of the Hindu religion, really hard ground for the gospel. In the previous century, many had tried through mission work to bring Christianity to India in a modern revival and it failed. But actually in this place and in this time, it succeeded. 
that God broke through, through the power of revival into the hardest of ground, bringing salvation. That's what revival does. And I believe he can do the same in the hard ground of 21st century Britain. That revival has the power to break through. And so let us be provoked. Let us pray. Let us seek him. Let revival come today. Amen.